It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life, from health and wellness to professional development to personal well-being. Change makers join me to share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Thank you for taking time for yourself, and thank you for letting us be a part of your life. Now, let's start talking. Change is the one constant in life. And when it happens, it can knock us off our foundation. Today's guest, Jean Collins, faced an array of challenges, including divorce, drastic career shifts, and motherhood. Embarking on a total redesign inside and out, she wound up more satisfied and successful than she could have ever imagined. Jean is an award-winning interior designer who was recently nominated as an HGTV Designer of the Year. She's the author of the book, Two Feet In, Lessons from an All-In Life. Welcome, Jean. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you, Joan, so much for having me. It's really a pleasure. Jean, let's begin by talking about your journey. What did you experience in life that knocked you off your foundation? It started when I was young um, and how I was raised. I was, you know, raised in a in a nice town. You know, it's not like we, we didn't have anything. Um, but my parents got divorced when I was young, when I was eight. Um, and I lived in New Jersey and we got uprooted and moved to Connecticut, which was very new for me. Um, and what I've learned now that I'm older is, you know, there just was a lot of emotional baggage that came from um, from that experience for me and came from how I was raised by my parents. You know, I had kind parents. They were very strict, though. Um, the types of parents that, you know, my parents didn't tell me that they loved me until I was 30. Um, so there was a lot of emotional baggage with that. Um, And then I kind of carried that baggage um, into adulthood and um, got married when I was 29 and then got divorced about a year and a half later um, because I had realized I had married a male version of my mother. Um, So, you know, it kind of continued. And then um, five years later, I got married a second time um, and had um, got pregnant right away and um, had my daughter, who's now 17 years old. Um, But while I was pregnant, I actually filed for divorce. Um, so that was really interesting. And then career wise, all the way along the way, um, you know, I've changed careers um, twice. I used to work in food service and then I went and spent 22 years in advertising sales and then got laid off from my job right before I turned 50. And uh, that was really what defined me as a person at the time, which is not a good thing. Don't recommend that. Mm-hmm. And uh, really had to figure out who I wanted to be in life and what I wanted to do. So I decided to take a huge risk and start my own interior design firm. And I did that. It's, uh, we're coming on almost four years. It'll be four years in May. And, um, and then during that process last year, I also wrote a memoir and helped publish my own book. Jean, all the things you described, I mean, I went through some of the things that you talked about. And and I know in my own life, it's what led to the work I'm doing now, because I decided that I didn't want to stay in all of that pain. I wanted to look in, do the work and, you know, make the types of changes that you just spoke about and that you write about. Why do you think you were able to, and I don't want to use the word survive because it's not surviving. What made you thrive after all of what you've been through? 
I think, and you're right, it's not surviving. Um, you know, there are people that have, you know, life that's way worse than mine by all means. Um, I think I was fortunate to have a strong belief and trust in myself. And I was very driven. Um, and that is one of the gifts my mother gave me is that she, you know, was very independent and very driven and always believed heavily in education and women working and the empowerment of women. And so I think I was very fortunate that I had a lot of inner drive um, to keep going. And once I made some of those life-changing decisions on my own and saw that I was happier, that helped build self-confidence in a in an emotional person who actually was very un, you know didn't have a lot of self-confidence based on how I was raised. However, after I you know did a few things to improve my life and saw it actually did work out and I was happier that increased my self-confidence. So I kind of was able to tap back into that throughout my journey and my struggles um, to help keep pushing forward. A lot of people get stuck when they go through challenges. And, and do you think it's because they're either unwilling or for some reason they can't face the pain? And, and I think that's probably a really important part of laying a strong foundation. It's facing that pain, dealing with it rather than hiding from it or trying to avoid it. Oh, yes. You are spot on. I mean, you, you have to be willing to to deal with the trauma, the tragedy, the pain, the emotional challenges, the emotional baggage. Otherwise, you will continue to carry it throughout your life um, and it will always be lurking in the background and will hinder you. And, you know, so I always say to people when I speak to them, like, don't think that this transformation of, you know, me becoming who I am now happened overnight or happened easily. Like it was a lot of work. However, it was work that I feel was so worthwhile because it's compounded over time. And I've managed to, you know, become someone who is able to emotionally connect with people. And even though that's not how I was raised, you know, it's taken me 25 years to figure it out, but I figured it out. And now that I have, life is just so different. But you have to be willing to do the work. And and it is scary. It's fearful. I think a lot of people don't move forward um, or take risks or deal with things because of the fear of the unknown and because they know it's painful. So it's just easier to sort of stuff it in the background. Um, but if you really want to have inner peace, which is what I strive for and what I like to share with people about my journey is, you know, getting to have inner peace, you have to do the work and deal with the pain. And you talk about power pillars. What are they? And can you take us through some of these briefly? Yeah. So, I mean, there are a lot of them. I'll talk about my favorite ones. Um, mindset is absolutely huge. You know, I mean, you can create anything you want with your mind. And so learning how to control your mindset um, and quiet the chatter that is constantly happening. We all have, you know, the bird that sits on our shoulder that talks to us all day long. And that bird actually is normally not anything positive. Um, so learning how you can change your mindset and shift gears um, and try to keep yourself present and present and focused uh, is a big one. Journaling. I'm a huge proponent of journaling. I think you can solve a lot of inner pain by journaling, by learning how to write and get it out. Um, even just like it's just a brainstorm dump of things that are bothering you. And it's amazing how your brain will help you process those things if you really actually get them out. Um, I also journal a lot about good things that have happened if I'm struggling or, you know, just not really feeling confident or lacking faith. I will sit down and have myself journal about all the times that things did actually work out. And it might be slow at first, but as I start going and really just stop trying to control what I'm doing and thinking, it's amazing how your brain just like dumps out all these really positive things. Um, 
exercise. I'm a huge proponent of exercise. I exercise every day. Movement is great. You can get outside 10, 15 minutes a day. It's amazing how good that is for your overall health and well-being. Um, meditation. I struggled with meditation for many, many years, um, but have now learned the power of meditation. And I say start slowly um, and then build up to meditation, right? And guided meditation, I found, has worked for me. Everybody has different things that work for them. But for me, guided meditation works. So, you know, those are a few of the things that I think are really critical. Um, And the one last one that I will focus on, which I think is also important, um, especially women struggle with this a lot, is learning how to make yourself a priority and that that does not make you selfish in life and learning to say no to certain things and yes to things for yourself, whether that might be 15 minutes of reading time for yourself or half an hour of exercise. Learning to make yourself a priority in your decisions is so critical to your overall health, well-being, and how you feel. Gene, if someone's listening to us right now and that person is really struggling, from all that you've learned, what would you say to that person to help them on their journey? I would say that anything is possible. I am proof that anything is possible. Um, I would also say that you are not alone. There are so many people who struggle with so many things, and we just do not speak about it very often. And it's one of the reasons that I wrote my book um, is to help people feel that they are not alone in whatever there is they're struggling with or their challenges, and then to give them some tools that I found have really helped me over the years um, on a wide variety of subjects. So I would say if someone is really struggling, you know, reach out. There are so many people who want to help other people, and I am one of them, and I'm a network of so many people I know who do want to help other people and just share our experiences so that others can learn from us. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many books out there that I've found helpful. I have a bunch of them written in my website. Anyone is welcome to DM me. I'm happy to, you know, share lists of books that I found were really helpful in whether it be, you know, trying to figure out what to do with a new career at 50 or whether it be about mindset or whether it be what wealth manifestation. I have a, you know, a large library of books that I've really found helpful. So I think if anyone's struggling, the biggest thing is to feel okay to ask for help and understand that there are so many people who have been where that person might be or can at least relate to the pain of it mm-hmm. and taking one baby step to reach out and ask for help and try to connect with someone um, can be really motivating, really inspiring and help you not feel alone. And that's the thing. So many of us feel so alone and we should not feel alone. And, you know, that's why I love hearing your story and stories from people like you, because it's my story. You know, I started this in my 40s. And when we get to a certain age and our life is upheaved and we go through all of these changes, a lot of times we think, I'm too old. I can't redo something now. What now? You know, but you are such an inspiration. And and hopefully I am that, you know, it's possible. It doesn't matter how old you are. You can always start again and build something sometimes even better. You can. And I also think a lot of people don't, they feel very trapped in the life that they've gotten themselves into um, and the path that they're on. And sometimes they just need their eyes to be open to a different path and be open to paying attention to what's going on. And that path will unfold itself um, if you pay attention to the little signs. And I say to people all the time, 
so many of the things that I have managed to create and manifest and have in my life right now happened because I paid attention to design and I paid attention to a random email that I got about writing a book. And then I happened to sign up for a free seminar. And then I was like, at the end of the seminar, oh my goodness, I had an entire outline for a full book. And I had no idea that I did. And that was not on the plan. And then a year later, I was finished with my book. And so had I not just paid a little bit of attention to that random email that came into my inbox, I would have never written a book. We wouldn't even be speaking. And so it is amazing. Sometimes those opportunities are there and you just have to kind of stop and pay a little attention to them because the universe is talking to you. Jean, where can our listeners go to learn more about you and your work? Oh, I'm all over social media. Um, my company, my interior design company is called Jermar Designs, J-E-R-M-A-R Designs. You can find me online. You can find me on Instagram at Jermar, J-E-R-M-A-R underscore designs. Um, I'm also on Instagram as myself. So Jean Collins, J-E-A-N-N-E-C-O-L-L-I-N-S-C-T. Jean, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you, Joan, so much for having me. It was a real pleasure. And thank you to your listeners for listening. I appreciate it. This is Conversations with Joan. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Do you feel lost on your journey to health and happiness? Then let us guide you on your path. Personalized actions towards health. Your path is a series of choices you act on every day. We guide you on a personalized journey of dietary, exercise, genetic, supplement, and lifestyle choices that lead you to optimal health and happiness. Often taking the road less traveled leads to liberation. Your path is personal. Your journey, like you, is unique. Take action today. Head to bestpathforme.com. Again, that's bestpathforme.com. It's time for Cheer Health. Joining us today to talk about how we can make resolutions stick is Angela Prestofilippo, Clinical Director of Outpatient Behavioral Health Services for Bergen Newbridge Medical Center. Welcome, Angela. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Joyne, for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. Angela, each year we make New Year's resolutions, and by about this time, we usually fall back into our old familiar patterns. Why do you believe we have so much trouble making the life changes that we say we want? So when it comes to the New Year's resolutions and looking at why we want to make changes and starting the new year off on the right foot, as we call it, I believe that we all have intentions to move forward with a great plan in place, a lot of energy. Um, perhaps in some ways what happens is we go in feeling very confident and <clears throat> very strong and I want to be able to work out or I want to be able to take care of me better as some examples. And what happens is we hit the ground running January 1st and we are feeling really good about it for week one, week two, week three. But what happens is life starts to show up for us, right? Things start to get in the way. And as a result, what happens is we start to put ourselves on the back burner again. And very quickly, without recognizing on a conscious level, we start to take ourselves off our calendar every single day until we're in two months, three months later, and we're feeling exhausted and we're wondering why. 
And probably, Angela, we try to overhaul everything at once. You know, we make this litany of changes. I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to exercise every day and I'm going to work less and I'm going to do whatever. And we have this list. And can it just be also that it becomes too much at one time? Joan, I really appreciate you bringing that up. I agree with you. I think that we set a lot up for ourselves in regards to expectations and standards and looking at societal pressures and relating that to the new year's here. What are all the things I did not get to accomplish but want to plug in now for the new year? And so what happens is we're setting ourselves up. Um, for an expectation that perhaps we cannot meet. And we forget that our behavior, it's from years and years of programming. So if we want to change a habit, what do we need to do to make that happen? Put ourselves on the calendar every single day for at the minimum 21 days to make that small change, not 10 things at once, so that we are just as much of a priority than all of the other things that we look at in our workday, in our personal lives, all of the things that we maintain. If we're not putting ourselves on, that, on the calendar every single day and following through on it just the way we do for all of the other things, then we're really going to have difficulty with it. And I love when you say to put yourself on the calendar because we think that self-care is selfish. So I really love that you bring that up. Um, you know, that, that thought process, Joan, has been instilled in us um, for years and years and years and years based on the way that we were raised in our childhood, societal pressures, um, and the shame factor of, well, what do you mean you're going to take time for you? And with that, thinking, well, gee, um, is this selfish of me? In some ways, we need to be selfish in order to maintain protecting ourselves and implementing that self-care and whatever that does look like. That is not something that most of us have been taught or um, educated on as we were growing up. And this is something new that I think that we're all kind kind of trying to see as um, a new way, a new error. Um, I would also like to add when it comes to that, you know, even in the work world, um, we always have to have a reason why we are not able to get to work. For example, um, it's either a sick day or you've planned for your vacation, right? But what about just being able to take a day for you and taking care of your needs? That's also something that I think that we're looking at and trying to really evolve at this time. And Angela, where can our listeners go to learn more about you and your work? I am a professor, so I teach in a clinical mental health program at a graduate level. Um, I'm constantly educating here at Bergen Newbridge Medical Center. Um, working on doing some things here as well with my team. Um, And I also have a private practice where I am working with patients. So um, happy to be reached via email, via phone, um, and we can explore and discuss anything more. And the website for Newbridge is newbridgehealth.org. Angela, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Joan. We'll be right back. 
Most people devote far too little energy to developing the skill of listening. We have two ears and one mouth. Nature is clearly telling us we should listen twice as much as we talk. It's impossible to find out what someone else thinks if we're doing all the talking. Listening is a key communication and empathy skill. You can learn to be a better and more empathetic listener and elicit greater understanding from a two-way communication process by focusing on the following, taking time to listen aggressively. Most of us are passive listeners, if we listen at all. Most people spend more time waiting for their turn to speak instead of listening aggressively. Good communication, or the lack of it, affects every personal or professional relationship, and it can also enhance or derail every time of negotiation. Aggressive listening does not mean you focus only on what is being said, but also how things are communicated. How often do you carefully read the feelings and emotions of the other person communicating? Calm and quiet your mind and stop focusing on how you will reply. Instead, really go beyond the sounds and observe the body language and expressions of the sender. Put yourself in their place or position. Study the person you're communicating with and you will discover new insights that will help you better connect, relate, and avoid misunderstandings. To learn more, contact me, Bertha Robinson, at 732-705-5060 or visit star1professional.com. to live a happy, productive life, but sometimes we just need a little help. Our Coach on Call experts provide strategies to help you live your best life now. Joining us today is Emanuela Vassoni, a certified health and life coach who has helped people experience breakthroughs in their health and lives. She's the author of the book, Healing Through Nature's Medicine. Emanuela is here today to discuss keeping your immune system strong. Welcome, Emanuela. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Joan. I'm happy to be here. Emanuela, the immune system has a vital role in keeping us healthy. Can you explain to our listeners why it's important for us to have a strong immune system? So when we have a strong immunity, germs don't stand a chance. And over-the-counter medications and antibiotics only create more havoc on your system and further depletes your immunity. So we fuel our bodies or armed security, which is the immune system. And when your immune system is strong and healthy, so are you. So you just mentioned a few things that can impact our immune system. What else keeps it from working optimally? The foods that wreak havoc on your system by causing inflammation are mostly processed foods that are loaded with salt, sugar, refined wheat, trans fats, all staples of the standard American diet. Also, uh, an accumulation of gluten, which has been linked to creating food sensitivities and also leads to leaky gut, as well as the consumption of dairy, which also creates a buildup of mucus, which leads to inflammation, leading to chronic disease. So then diet plays a major role in how our immune system functions. Absolutely. You have one body take care of it and it will take care of you because as we can all see there are many viruses that are spreading so rapidly which actually shows how weak many people's immune systems are and I hope that this is truly an eye-opener for people. Well that's the thing I don't understand it seems like that is the biggest area that we should be focusing on. Absolutely and it's unfortunate that that is something that is truly not discussed enough and made of 
the utmost importance, to be honest with you, Mm -hmm. is what we put into our bodies and what we consume every day is what creates our health and our future. So, Manuela, can you share one or two strategies that can optimize immune function? The first one would be to really understand that the gut health is crucial to immune function overall wellness. A majority of the immune function dies in the gut. So keeping your gut healthy to get the nutrients from our foods, we require a healthy gut to absorb the nutrients. So it is therefore the utmost importance that we make our gut healthy by really making it a priority every day. And that is to add daily probiotics that are micro-blended with minerals. And again, to really eat a clean diet as much as we can. So also, I would say that stress there, you really can't avoid it. But when we consider the unfortunate things that happen when stress goes unmanaged, it actually wreaks havoc on our entire body, especially your gut and your immune function. There are a variety of things that you can do every day to manage your stress levels, and that includes yoga, exercising, meditation, just to name a few. Your immune system and your entire body will thank you for it. If you would like to learn more about Emanuela and her work, you can visit embodyvitality.net. And as always, to hear more from Emanuela, you can visit our website, cyacyl.com slash Emanuela Fasoni. joining us, I hope you found the show informative. At Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided is the opinion of our guest and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, cyacyl.com. That stands for Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. While on our site, listen to past shows on demand, read the digital magazine, sign up for our mailing list, and be sure to follow the show on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. The preceding pre-recorded program sponsored by Maximilian Communications.